This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, does a partial engine failure constitute an emergency? Find out one pilot's opinion in That Nagging Feeling by Dr. Amanda M. Stahl. April 22nd was a nice sunny spring day. I was planning to take a sunset flight to Hamilton, New York, which is about 78 nautical miles west of Albany International Airport. I completed my pre-flight inspection and put some air in the tires. I double-checked the cowl fasteners. I do so ever since the last time I declared an emergency when one came flying out just after takeoff. The oil level was fine. I topped off the fuel. Everything looked good. I started up the airplane and completed my startup checklist. Engine running smoothly, no hitches. After talking to clearance and ground, I taxied to runway 28 into the run-up pad. The winds were about 10 knots out of the west. I completed my run-up checklist. Everything appeared in working order. Tower cleared me for takeoff, and I was on my way. As I climbed out, however, I was uneasy, and I couldn't figure out why. All the gauges looked fine. Nothing seemed to be wrong. Call it intuition or a premonition, but deep down I had an inner knowing that something bad was going to happen. I requested 4,500 feet as a cruise altitude. Departure cleared me to proceed on course. I leveled off upon reaching 4,500 feet and leaned the mixture. I still had that nagging feeling. I kept scanning the instruments looking for a problem, but everything looked completely normal. And then it happened. The engine suddenly made a horrible noise as if it cried out and sputtered. The RPM, previously at around 2,450 in cruise, suddenly dropped down to around 1,900. And in seconds, I lost 500 feet of altitude. Oh shit, I said. This is very bad. My heart felt like it stopped, but then my brain took over. I instinctively enriched the mixture and advanced the throttle to full power. I glanced at the fuel tanks that were on both, and I glanced at the G2 analyzer, which indicated cylinder 3 was totally dead. I checked the mags and verified I hadn't missed anything on the engine failure checklist. I looked at the GPS... I was 22 nautical miles from Albany. At this point, only about 20 seconds had gone by since the moment I lost the third cylinder. I quickly amassed the data and the situation. 
I was maintaining 4,000 feet with full power. The winds were 20 to 30 knots at 280 to 290 degrees at my altitude. Albany and Schenectady County were the closest airports with fire and rescue available on site. I was closer to Fulton County, but I would have fought the wind to get there. It was 11 nautical miles away, and they had no fire and rescue. If the engine totally quit on the way to Fulton County, I wouldn't make it. If I headed back toward Albany and Schenectady County, I would have the benefit of a tailwind, multiple small airports along the way I might be able to reach if the engine completely quit, and fire and rescue on site. I knew it was inevitable that the engine would completely fail at some point, but I had no way of knowing how much time I had. All of this went through my mind in about 10 seconds, and I was on the mic calling Albany Approach as I began turning the airplane eastward. 30 seconds total had gone by. I told them the engine was running rough and that I believed I lost a cylinder. They asked if I needed assistance. I indicated the situation was urgent, but that I did not require assistance yet, and I would advise if something changed. At the time, I asked myself, is a partial failure an emergency? I didn't know. I was aware that the engine could quit at any time, but 75% of it was still working, as far as I could tell. I seemed to be losing a bit of altitude, but it wasn't really much. I determined I would declare an emergency if I lost another cylinder, or if the situation seemed to deteriorate further in any way. In retrospect, this is one thing I would have done differently if it happened again. A partial engine failure should always be regarded as an emergency. In all my flight training and hours, about 400, I practiced lots of emergencies, but any that were engine failure related always involved a complete failure. They are very straightforward. A partial failure is far more complex there is no time to vacillate. Any wishy-washiness is lost altitude and a relative domino effect of problems leading to a catastrophe. Many of you have opinions, but only those who have experienced a partial or complete engine failure can truly speak to what this is like. You won't know how you'll handle it until the moment it happens. So I trudged along back to Albany. I lost a bit of altitude, but overall, not much. The airplane was violently vibrating. It looked like the cowling might break apart. It was a bit unnerving. I divided my attention between the G2 analyzer, the instruments, and the radio. I watched that little blue circle on foreflight like a hawk, the one that tells you how far you can get on best glide. I felt increasing confidence every time one of the small airfields came inside that circle. As I approached runway one and reduced the remaining power, it appeared that I also lost cylinder two. Still no clear problem identified here, though, according to the mechanics. Before I knew it, I was on the ground, sputtering along. I parked outside of the hangar. My hands were shaking. People say the engine is the heart of an airplane. Mine had just had a myocardial infarction. I shut down the airplane, and then I waited a few minutes for my hands to stop shaking. 
My seatbelt was still on. I picked up my phone and dialed a flying friend, Rich Klein. Rich arrived, and we removed the cowling. And there it was, a bent pushrod on cylinder three. Four golf whiskey was going to need a cardiac catheterization. Had I caused it somehow? Thus far, with the analysis that has been done, the only thing that's been identified is that no one had been leaning the mixture enough while the airplane is on the ground. We all need a low-cholesterol diet, it seems. I happened to have an action camera running in the cockpit for the last six minutes of the flight. My reason for activating it was that I thought it could provide useful information to the NTSB via iCloud if I crashed, and that if I got down safely, perhaps it would help us analyze what happened. At the very least, it would give me a good indication of how I flew the airplane in a critical situation. It was imperative that I remain extraordinarily calm, yet hyper-focused and effective. I will leave you with one last pearl. Whether you believe you can or believe you cannot, you are probably right. If you need something to believe in, start with yourself. I always tell myself I can do it, I can handle it, whatever the situation. Not that I don't have moments of self-doubt, but I have trained my inner voice to repeat positive self-talk when I am fearful. If you don't do this, I suggest you start now. Your entire life will be better because of it. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out the AOPA mobile app as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.